How's it going, podcast people? Thanks for tuning in for another episode. I'm your host, Sarah Jessica Parker. If you're returning to the show, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, look under your seat. You won. <laughs> anyway, today's episode, I sit down with a true gentleman and scholar, my friend Dikal Muska. Given his taste in the arts, I wanted to get his hot takes on all things film, music, and books. And if you hate any of those topics, then fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. But maybe talk to someone, you know? Hey, if you guys are enjoying these episodes, make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and a review, even while you're driving. You know you're just going to be texting anyway. No, don't do that. That's a joke. Wait until you get to a red light. All right, I'm done doing bits. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a brand new episode of Conversations from a Room. Right, Dakal Muska. Am I saying your last name right? Muska. 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 Like the like Elon Muska. Exactly. You know, if Elon Musk had his own ice cream, you know what the flavor it would be? What? Elon's Musk. <laughs> That'd be gross. That would be disgusting. <laughs> I'm wondering what that would smell like. <laughs> it would smell like Elon's Musk. You know, like like an electrical fire. <laughs> yeah. No, it's something electrical. I yeah. was thinking. Like the inside of a, a room with servers, just tons of servers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dakal, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I don't usually do this show on the road, mm. but I had the chance to come to your apartment here uh, in downtown Miami with a beautiful view of the, uh, what is it, the Venetian Causeway? That's the Venetian Causeway, correct. For anyone who's been to Miami and knows knows this area, we are looking right now at the Venetian Causeway from his, his living room. Mm. It's, uh, it's a nice little spot. Thanks. Okay, so... What I do here mm-hmm. is we talk about film, we talk about music, and we talk about books. Wonderful. Uh, it's, a, it's a podcast about the arts. So let's just get right into it, man. I always ask the guests these three simple questions. What's one of your favorite movies? What's your guilty pleasure film? And what's one of the worst films you've ever seen? Yeah. Okay, so I don't have one favorite film. Mm-hmm. I have... Many favorite films? I have a couple that I keep re- revisiting over and over. Ooh, nice to hear that. And it's usually during work hours where it's like, fuck, I just need five minutes of The Departed right now. <laughs> I just want to see Jack Do you Jack start from Nicholson. the beginning or do you go to like the middle? No, or... it's always the mid- It's always like the climactic scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's like intense dialogue. When he, ro- when he walks out with his hands all bloody and he's like, there's a fucking rat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That exact yeah, scene. Really? I've seen hundreds of times. I love that fucking movie, man. I got this rat, this annoying, eating fucking rat. And it brings up questions. You know, see, Bill, like, you're the new guy. Girlfriend. Why don't you stay in the bar? That night I got your numbers. Social security numbers. <laughs> Everybody's fucking numbers. Is that is that something that you just want to go ahead and ask me? Because I'll give you the fucking answer, all right? Frank, look at me. Look at me. I'm not the fucking rat, okay? I'm not the fucking rat. Start with you agree there is a rat. You said there is one, all right? I base most of what I do on the idea that you're pretty fucking good at what you do. When you think of that film, do you think of Leo DiCaprio, Matt Damon... Or Jack Nicholson. Who, who's the first person that pops in your head? Or, some would say, uh, Martin Sheen. <laughs> Martin Sheen also is fucking amazing. I mean, that, that whole cast. That, you even have Mark Wahlberg. You have Alec Baldwin. Anthony Anderson. Who's Anthony Anderson? The only black dude in the department. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Anthony Anderson. Yeah, he's great. He kills him. Wait, who does he, who does he play? He gets killed. Um, he plays Why don't the I cop him? that he was coming up with Leo DiCaprio in the Academy, and then Leo went undercover. Oh, and that's he right. Worked with uh, Matt Damon. See, I'm going to edit this out because people are going to get upset that I don't remember the one black character <laughs> in this department. <laughs> I mean, it's about a bunch of Catholic, and uh, it's also in the whitest area. Yeah, in, it's a bunch of ca- like States. Italian Catholic uh, Boston, and Irish. you know. Oh, yeah, Irish. That's what it is. Mafia dudes. Oh, every time Leonardo. Freaks Leonardo. I'm saying his full name. Yeah. I mean, no one ever says Leo because yeah. I feel like if you say Leo, it just it feels like you because you know him or something like that. Right. Yeah. He uh, every time he freaks out, he's like every time. Oh yeah, he, when he goes back to talk to Martin Sheen and uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg, and he's just like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. I am done. I am fucking done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice to see him have a mental breakdown every time he goes back. Yeah. And he's it's cool too because you see the transition between him like. Be, you know, being cool and like acting like everything's okay, and just him 
dying inside every time Jack Nicholson character does something crazy. It's one of those like kind of deeper level mafia movies. And like he goes through what depression. He wants. He's talking about killing himself in therapy. Every five seconds, he's throwing back seven pills. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and they're just the like feeding him pu- pills, punching Mark Wahlberg. That's why I love. For movie. anyone who hasn't seen the movie, it's hard to talk about the climax of the film without spoiling it because. There's a lot of twists that you do not expect in these type of movies because you know unless you've seen I guess a lot of mob movies you always you always expect okay there's one main character is gonna die right but several main characters die in this one I mean like I think almost all of them you should probably stop right there <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> all right here's a couple of trivia on the movie Martin Scorsese really wanted Al Pacino for the role of Costello because he had never worked with Pacino before but he turned it down. Jack Nicholson was Scorsese's second choice. Pacino would later go on to appear in Scorsese's The Irishman. That's funny. I would have thought he worked with Scorsese like way back. Yeah, I, I would have thought the same. Weird. It's funny though because that would not have been a good role for Pacino. I, I don't. I, Jack Nicholson is way more menacing and scary than Pacino. It's puzzling to me how many times Pacino has been cast in roles that I didn't think he was meant to be cast in for example scarface he's look he you can argue all you want about how he killed it and mm-hmm. he's like a great actor and everything but i think it's just like overdone it's not my favorite i'll always have it on in the background like fuck it's i've never seen it oh really I, i've never seen scarface yeah no, I, and i think because subconsciously i keep thinking i'm not i'm just not gonna like it and yeah. you're from miami that's even funnier what's your favorite mob movie if not to departed yeah. what's like the second favorite mob movie Funny enough, I like uh, Al Pacino in Carlito's Way, where he plays oh, another okay. Hispanic dude. But this one, I think it's the VO, mm-hmm. his his voiceover the whole time, just narrating what's going uh, on. Yeah. It's like this. That adds a lot to a film. It does. Yeah, it really and does. And there's a young it's the reason John why I Leguizamo. love How I Met Your Mother so much, because of, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Bob, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Al Pacino, Carlito's Way. He he, I never. I, that's a movie I've never seen either. So it's like the narration Amazing. that really drives the whole film. Yeah, and also the the casting in that film is incredible. John oh, yeah. Leguizamo is insane. Yeah, and he's great, isn't he? More than and uh, what's his name? I think he won the Sean Penn. I don't oh, know okay. if he won the Oscar, but he plays his lawyer, and that's my favorite Sean Penn role. And Sean Penn's one of my top three favorite actors. I'd say. I'm asking for your help, Dave. You a lawyer, man. What the fuck is happening to you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so fucking shook up. I cannot see straight. I'm in an impossible fucking situation here. Once I get Tony on shore, there's a distinct possibility that he and his Goomba son have got some plans for me. So you would say, really, Sean Penn's one of your favorite actors, huh? Yeah, based off his range alone. And, like, and he can play specifically the stoner in as Scapoli. Sca- 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 what's his name? Scapelli. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I can't remember his name. Fast Times at Richmond High. And then in Mystic River, he's incredible. My favorite movie with Sean Penn is probably um, A Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I've actually never seen it. You've never seen no, that? No, but one? I heard it's amazing. He's, like, he's in it for like two minutes. Oh. Yeah, it's not really a, a Sean Penn film. Uh, okay, so Carlito's Way came out in 1993, directed by Brian De Palma. Oh, okay, Same yeah. Same director as Scarfish. Oh, really? Yeah. So it seems to be a pattern here. Like, the two films that you've recommended so far have been mob-driven films. Do you, is this the kind of stuff <laughs> I that... I have a six. <laughs> <laughs> I love mob films. I, I went through a stage where I was obsessed with mob films. I had I pretty much I had seen them all, and then I did, I did a binge through Sopranos, and it was amazing. Yeah. I was just like... I, I want to be a monster. Yeah. I want to be Italian. I want to just eat cold, like cold Capicola. cuts. Yeah, I just want to eat cold meats, carry a gun, and marry a, a sweet Italian woman from New Jersey. Yeah, uh, no, that, exactly. I, I discovered it in college with one of my roommates. Yeah, I saw it way late. I don't think I saw it until my late 20s. I couldn't get enough of Polly. Mm. Hey, T. Oh. Oh. And I thought it was brilliant the the idea of having like this big tough guy in therapy and him breaking down. I just mean, by the opening ducks in his pool. I know the opening scene of that movie or of that show is him in therapy, a mob boss in therapy. And it's funny too. A lot of people talk about The Sopranos in a way where if you would watch it as a comedy, it's a completely different show because it's exactly. very funny. I think it is a comedy. As well. I, I think I'll, I, yeah. honestly, I think it's written as a comedy. It just it so happens to be like a very gory and deep mob show as well yeah. it's driven as this like mob boss who has for lack of a better explanation has a meltdown right and then wants to go to, into therapy but it's not written as a comedy but i think 
I think in, in, like uh, subconsciously they wrote it as a comedy. To me, it's got a lot of the Seinfeld Larry David humor. Yes, baked into yes, it. yeah, because it's 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 triple layered. You know what I mean? It's not just like surface level comedy. It's not bits. Right. You have to kind of be a little bit more uh, sensitive to it. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty funny. All right, so what's like a guilty pleasure movie? Uh, let me think. Really, I'm trying to think of like the guiltiest pleasure film that I've watched. <laughs> the dirtiest the guilty one, pleasure. The one that I don't want anyone knowing <laughs> about. Exactly. Maybe come back to me. Let me think about sure. it. Sure. What about one of the worst mil- films you've ever seen? Oh, <laughs> the Will Smith movie on Netflix. It was like one of the first Netflix films that came out where I was surprised that Net- I didn't know Netflix as a studio was, was making, making films. films. Yeah. Exactly. It was him as a cop. And oh, right. Part- yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That movie was nuts. That was universally questioned by every viewer with everyone saying, why was this made? (laughs) Who is this for? Why was it made? And who has the budget to make something? Like, who greenlight this? Exactly. It was basically like, let's get all the characters that you would see in Lord of the Rings, but just make it in modern day Los Angeles. And they're all cops. Right. Yeah, exactly. In theory... It seems like it could be something. It's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. Like, there's something bubbling there. Right. But they were just like, let's just make it a boring-ass yeah, script. exactly. The craziest part is that they had Will Smith and then Joel Egerton as the troll. Yeah. Which is, like, two phenomenal actors right. just running around Los Angeles saying, fuck you to the elves, yeah. fuck you to the trolls. <laughs> whoa, whoa, why are you going this way? It's fine, it's a, it's a shortcut. You see, they're very nice here. Dude, you can't go through Elf Town. You are killing me. Killing me, dude. So what, you trying to get yourself some designer shoes? Ain't nothing over here but rich-ass elves just running the world and shopping. But yeah, that that movie, let's see, came out in 2017, directed by David Ayer, written by Max Landis. Wait a second, Max Landis, what did he write? Why does it sound familiar? Oh yeah, he wrote Chronicle. Have you seen Chronicle? I actually never saw it. That's a great film. That's crazy. I can't believe he wrote Bright. Bright. This was the first Netflix original movie to have a sequel. Wait a second. What? They never (laughs) made a a second one? No, they didn't. The deal for the second movie was signed before the first movie was released. They were just like, wait a second, you got Joe Egerton and Will Smith? Yeah, we'll make two of these, no problem. There's no, it's, it's so, that's how bad this movie did. But they didn't even make the <laughs> They didn't even Fuck. make it. They lost money on that, dude. That's rough. They were so confident that this was going to be good. Wow, Max Landis sold the script for Bright for $3,500. It wasn't the budget like $70 million or something? Probably, man. They shot that in Los Angeles, downtown. Yeah. Lo- you know how hard it is to lock down Los Angeles? Yeah, with trolls and elves? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Joe Egerton admitted in multiple interviews that despite the extensive makeup, whenever he fil- they filmed outside in public, he was largely ignored by spectators due to the presence of Will Smith. I think that's the weirdest detail in Wikipedia. <laughs> That <laughs> no, it's like yeah, we don't care. You know, it is any any trivia on the film. Like they had to like scramble whatever trivia. They're like uh, I don't know, just whatever <laughs> Joe Edgerton said on the interview one time. That's what we'll put in the trivia. All right, did you come up with a guilty pleasure? I did. All right, what do you think? Halloween time. <laughs> That's perfect because now it. we're in, we're in the Halloween season. Look at that. No, Halloween Town's great. Everyone loves Halloween Town. Do you watch it every year, even by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh. I've I've wa- I watched it like a month or two ago. Yeah. yeah. It was with some friends. Okay, and, that's fun. And we were we were pumped for Halloween Town. I'll I'll put it on by myself. If you can guess what year Halloween Town came came out. Ooh, that's tough. 1998 or yeah, 19 No, you hit it right on the on the nose, yeah, man. 1998. I was, I was 6. Halloween Town. It. Wow. Starring Debbie Reynolds, Kimberly J Brown and Judith Hogg. Directed by Duane Duham. I mean, Disney Channel had a lot of hits back then, let's be honest. For me, I, th- at least I remember a oh, lot. Oh, back in the 90s, yeah. Like, er, Disney original channel movies was just as good as any other movie in the theater. Much better than Bright. <laughs> like, much better than Bright. <laughs> I mean, There like, was a Halloween Town 1, 2, and 3. Bright <laughs> didn't even get to number 2. <laughs> and they didn't even expect that. They yeah. were just like, yeah, we might as well make a second one. The right. first one did so well. And the funny thing is, both of them, like, they, two and three weren't as successful, but people tuned in for two and three. Like, we waited for it, and we tuned in, and we enjoyed it. Exactly. Halloween Town 1, Halloween Town 2, and then it was Halloween Town 3. Hall- Halloween Town High. High, that's right, yeah. 
And all three of them were entertaining. We all enjoyed every single one of them, man. Damn. Okay, so like wh- when you think about Halloween Town, like is it because the nostalgia of Halloween? Are you a big Halloween person? Is just because no, just why why that movie? It was just because it was so imaginative. It was like there's this whole other world yeah. where people walk around that aren't people, monsters, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was everything. exciting. It was exciting. Yeah, and yeah. I, I probably had a crush on the girl when I was that age. Oh, too. Marnie? Yeah, yeah for Marnie. sure. She had was, the hots for Marnie. Yeah, with that butt chin, she was totally... Mm. <laughs> and she could fly. Yeah, oh. that's right. She was a witch. Okay, so what scene pops out in your head? Like, when you think of that movie, what's... Oh, yeah. what's the her buying her her first broom with her grandma and there's a I think it's a werewolf that's remember. selling her the broom that's really? selling her exactly and he's like he has this 1970s look to him and he's like well super cool exactly like if you're looking for the grooviest broom around <laughs> look no further and he's he's just amazing oh marnie she's found the brooms Grandma, look at these things. Yes, they are a bit more snazzier than when I was a girl. Can I get one, please? Please, Grandma, please. Yes, well, it is the rite of passage for witches your age. Well, looks like you got your own arm, windsweeper 5,000. Is that a good one? Well, let's see here. Unibody construction. Woo! Chrome detailing. A microchip directional system? Well, it's the top of the line. If you think you can handle it. Oh, you know, it's not a werewolf. It's a skeleton guy. He's, oh. like, a zo- he's like a zombie. Fuck. Oh, the werewolf is the hairdresser, my bad. Yeah. That is a that's, a, that's like a go-to Halloween movie. People watch that every single year. I like the fact that you you even watch it. You know why it's a guilty pleasure? Because you watch it when it's not Halloween, like when it's not October. Yeah, for sure. You watch it in September, <laughs> which is weird. But you know, it's cool, man. It's your guilty pleasure. All right, how about a, a film that you've recently gone back to watch and forgot how great it was or had a second opinion on it? So I tend to watch the same movies over and over again. Which Why is, is that you think? Making f- Scared of change? <laughs> <laughs> you want to get into Can't that? commit to something new, but I think it's, it's more of like they just had such an impact on me in life at that age mm-hmm. where it's I kind of want to relive that nostalgia. Where, for example, The Matrix, I can watch. Oh, absolutely. Well, The Matrix is great. I mean, it it just, it's one of those movies, too, that you catch something new every Every single single time. time. Yeah. Yeah. And it ages, it ages great. Like, it's one of those. It's timeless. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, you watch movies 10 years after it was released, and you're like, wow, this did not age well. The Matrix had it right from the get, man. We're always going to be questioning if we're in a simulation. Like, forever. Forever. Forever (laughs) and ever. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the sequels, you know, when it comes to one, two, and even the one that came out, what, like a year ago? I was so disappointed by the last one, the one that came out. I mean, Warner Brothers just made it because it was like, why not? But what I don't get is that the action sequences in, in the first, second, and third were so great. And in the, in the fourth, it just fell off for me. Yeah, but I, it's um, funny because the, the two and three were more action heavy, but it was actually less entertaining. I don't know. I think it was also the visual effects were very new, so it, it didn't look as great. But they were using too much CGI, so it wasn't even like real people fighting. Where I think in the first one they used less CGI, and it was just in like on a soundstage and actually people learning kung fu, actually fighting real kung fu. And so the newer ones, it was mostly just CGI. You know, rubber people hitting yeah. each other. Also, the first one, it was the first time that we had seen that uh, bullet time. When he when he uh, bends backwards? There's a, like a whole category, I guess it's called, of like bullet time special effects. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> the second one, I'll never forget because my mom knew how much I loved The Matrix. <laughs> and we were like, what, maybe 11 or 12 when that came out, the second one. Mm-hmm. And I begged my mom to take me to go see it. And she's like, yeah, all right, let's go see it. And we went to IMAX. And, <laughs> and so we're sitting in the in the second one, and then the sex scene comes off. It's not just any sex scene. Oh, that's right. right? Yeah, it's him like and Trinity. a 10-minute yeah. slow-motion oh sex scene. Oh, my gosh. Scene. It's sweaty. It's right. hot. Yeah, Lots it's very cuts. erotic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time, the whole time, my mom had her hands covered over my eyes. <laughs> it was about, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was trying to push. I was like, Mom, come on, just a little. Let me get a peek of a nip. Just open your fingers. <laughs> the funny thing is, I have a very similar story to that. I was watching that exact same scene uh, back at, you know, when I was growing up in my home and my mom had, it was like in the living room, like it was just out in the open, you know, I wasn't hiding it. And my mom had walked in 
literally exactly when that scene was going on, and she was like, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "No, I. Pr- it's it's the Matrix. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's just the Matrix. None of this is real. <laughs> yeah, it's not even happening." I was so embarrassed. I it was like it, that was the only sex scene in probably all three movies. Yeah. And it was the one second she walked in, I was like, thank you, God. Mothers have that natural instinct. The Matrix, 1999, directed by Lana and Lily Wachowski. You know, funny thing about this is that Will Smith was going to be Neo. I know, yeah. he passed on that. To To do Bright. (laughs) 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 To start writing Bright. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, to do um, Wild Wild West. Oh, no. With Kevin Kline, which is... Which one of the worst movies of of all time. Right behind Bright. Yeah, dude, that that was a bad choice. But honestly, though, The Matrix wouldn't have been The Matrix if it wasn't for Keanu Reeves. Yeah. But yeah, you have your your go-to cast. Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, Keanu Reeves. Perfect cast, perfect movie. Lawrence Fishburne's like an amazing character actor. Yeah, he He really is. He can come in, play one role, and just steal everything. You know what's a surprising uh, Lawrence Fishburne role? He's not in it. It's his voice. Did you ever see Osmosis Jones? Yes. You remember the bad guy? No, I didn't know that was him. That's That's crazy. Now, all of this is going down tonight, so I want everyone to be prepared. You see this? This here little DNA bead comes from a little girl in Riverside, California. Didn't like to wash her hands. Took me three whole weeks. And this one, nice lady in Detroit, Motown, six days flat. Then there's this old guy in Philly. I killed him in 72 hours. Yeah, I'm getting better as I go along, baby, but the problem is I never set a record. Until my man Frank. Yeah, he's is. great in that movie. So is Bill Murray. He just eats everything. <laughs> yeah, he, he almost dies. <laughs> he almost dies in that movie. I know. So many times I, f- I forget that he is the he's the main the character. <laughs> <laughs> he's the ship yeah. in Osmosis Jones. All right, how about this? A film that has been hyped up. I, I was speaking of this earlier, but I want to ask you. A, a film that was that was hyped up by society, but then by the time you watch it, it was a letdown. Uh, I didn't love the latest Batman. A lot of people liked it. Uh, okay. I liked. I think it, it was it was cool, it was, and the cinematography was was cool. I liked the n- neo noirness of it. Yeah, it was definitely a noir yeah. Batman film. It was much more catered to like a love story too. Yeah, between him and Catwoman. I didn't. I wasn't as engaged as I was in the other Batman films, and I that includes Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. I will say this. It was a huge risk making a Batman film like this one because the last Batman film we got was not only the best Batman film of all time, but some would argue one of the best films of all time. Like yeah, the I Dark just Knight. Feel like the whole movie was was an emo Batman, and that and that's oh absolutely what the movie was based on. Yeah. Just but I him being think moody. that's the goal. That was the goal. I think right. they wanted to make him like a brooding, dramatic, like woe is me Batman. Yeah. And I think, honestly, because of that, I got a lot of people on board, men and women. <laughs> this is the first Batman that wasn't like a philanthropist billionaire. He play, he just played emo boy and then Batman. Right, like Twilight and Batman. Exactly, yeah. I didn't mind it. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a new one. I think there were parts of it that dragged on for too long. I mean, if you would have taken out like him walking in slow motion with cowboy boots on with spurs. Literally, it was the first Batman that had spurs. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did enjoy this because it was the first... Batman that we got in this sort of genre, you know what I mean? And I, I enjoy, I like the Batman noir, and it's actually loosely based on some of the original comics. Right. Either you do the exact same thing that Christopher Nolan did, or you do something completely different. And it's hard yeah. to take a risk, you know what I mean? It's tough. It, yeah. it's, I think I agree with everything you said. It's tough to do something different, especially when the previous work was so great, encapsulated in that story. Yeah. I, I also think The Irishman was Oh hyped, yeah. but yeah. I feel like Kind of, everyone kind of agrees on that. I didn't care for it either. I love how people are like, oh my gosh, uh, a, a de-aged Robert De Niro. Okay, you can de-age his face, but his body's still 100 years yeah. old. Like there's a scene where he's probably like supposed to be in his 30s and he's like kicking some guy's ass. <laughs> but he's moving like an old man. And I'm like, you can't de-age physicalness. You can only de-age someone's face. And I'm like, this is not working. This is not working at all. And I can, and I can so tell that Morris Corsese was on set, like explaining to Robert De Niro that, like, okay, you're supposed to be 30 years old in this scene. He's like, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean I'm supposed to be 30 years old? They haven't put makeup on me. Like, no, 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 we're gonna de-age your face. We're gonna take 40 years <laughs> off easily. It's like, what are you talking about? I think also 
for me, it's I had such high expectations with Al Pacino and De Niro because one of my favorite films is Heat. Really, it's so funny. I, I've I've seen Heat. I like Heat, but I just I no. thought it was fine. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I was like, what? It's whatever. That was the we- see. That's the weird movie for me when it comes to Pacino. That's funny. Yeah, I love. I think Pacino. That's his best role for me. Really? Yeah. When he's yeah. screaming at that guy, interrogating at that guy. Yeah. yeah. She, got she got a great ass, and you got your head all the way up it. Ferocious, aren't I? When I think of asses. Woman's ass. Something comes out of me. <laughs> Apparently that was improvised. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is great. I do really like the younger guy in it. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was really good in that movie. It's a good Val Kilmer I'm, movie. I'm a huge Val Kilmer fan. Ever really? Since, yeah, because... <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone I say know. that ever. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm especially proud. Because ever uh, ever since I saw him as a kid in Batman Forever, yeah. I followed his film Is- career. <laughs> I fell in love with Batman and Val Kilmer. Wow, that's so and funny. And the song that they played. Damn. You can ask any of my friends. Is that your favorite Batman, Val Kilmer? It's like, I think I think it's a very underrated Batman. Not even the, the film itself, him as Batman. Damn. What, okay, so what's your favorite Val Kilmer movie? So it's this film that is shot on a lot, but I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's underrated. It's called The Saint. Oh, it's, really? It's where he plays a thief who does multiple personalities and disguises are you an artist um just a traveler searching for purity what do you search for energy yes have you ever been on a long journey no not really perhaps i'll take you to my home in africa you should experience the energy of where all life began. It's a ridiculous film, but it's oh, so much shit. fun to the watch. The Saint, 1997. I love the poster. It's very yeah. 90s. Yeah, right? Simon Templar, The Saint, is a thief for hire whose latest job to steal the second... Oh, the secret process for cold fusion puts him at odds with a traitor bent on toppling the Russian government as well as a woman who holds it secret. Do you need to read anything else? Like... That's that's sold. I mean, that's enough for me. So I just saw his documentary on Amazon Prime. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. It's okay. Really okay. Good. Cool. 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 Awesome. Um, he talks a lot about how he fe- feels that he was never given the roles that he would excel in. Oh, really? Yeah. What did he want to do? What was did he discuss like things that he really wanted to like focus he, on? He wanted to. He was like a. He was a theater nerd. He wanted to do Hamlet. He wanted to do uh, a lot of. I think of just deeper roles that okay. asked a lot of him. And so Batman was the opposite of that. Because <laughs> he's literally asked to do nothing. Damn me for being so good looking. <laughs> exactly. Wow. I, I'm actually thinking about it. And my favorite Val Kilmer film was the one that I saw in elementary school. It was in science class where they, I think they had, they just agreed we have nothing to do today. Let's just put on a film. Bring They, they, they rolled, rolled in out. the TV. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's called Real Genius. Okay. And it is it is my favorite 80s film. Real Genius, 1985. This is his I think it's his best acting role, arguably. Wow, that's yeah. so funny. He looks like such a such a fun, goofy guy. He's got like and that's the bunny slippers. He's a he's he's a genius. He's a prodigy. He's one of like the brightest minds in the United States that they're using to develop a laser to oh give God, to, to the government. And he d- he he was there for three years, and he decided, "Fuck it, I'm not going to take school seriously anymore." And he just like uses his brain to have fun. This is blowing my mind. I've never yeah. even heard of this movie. It looks great. I it looks like such a it. fun '80s movie. His role is so great. The dialogue is funny. It's, oh my it's God. silly. I have to. And watch it's based this. off um, Caltech. It's like the MIT of oh, California. Really? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's a good recommendation right there. All right, so how about this? Let's move on to the next topic in the show, which is. Music. We have a lot of good recommendations in film. What about music? What, what's like your comfort music? What's your driving music? What's your go-to music? So I started playing the clarinet in fifth grade because, <laughs> or no, or third grade because my best friend was playing the clarinet. And <laughs> but was this because it's like I want to do it because he's doing it, or was, was it ex- ex- like I wanted to be in the same class as him? Oh, that's fun. You had to choose an instrument, and he left, and I stayed, and I kept playing, and it and. I was introduced to jazz, and I love jazz music. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm a huge John Coltrane and Miles Davis fan. Pete Fontaine famously plays the clarinet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like Pete Fontaine? Uh, Not so much. I mean, I don't know too much of his stuff. (laughs) 
I wasn't just gonna go along with it and be like, yeah. <laughs> but if this were a date, you'd be like, I fucking yeah. love P. Fontaine. Oh yeah. <laughs> I listen to P. Fontaine while I brush my teeth. <laughs> yeah, Miles Davis is great. John Coltrane, huge fan of his. kind of open your heart they kind of like you see things differently you smell things differently once these this music is played that's why it's so famous in like films or put it on like if you have a date because there's this romanticism that it creates this is aura that it just it makes things feel better it makes For things sure. feel like everything is right in the world when you have something like that playing in the background yeah and especially if you were introduced to it young like i was like yeah. my parents you have time to develop coltrane and so i, I it, it just was the the soothing music in the house of like yeah you know everything is going well and stuff and that's awesome my parents never played that in the yeah. house man we would listen to like pitbull <laughs> or like <laughs> like like fucking backstreet boys and shit you know what i mean i love that music and i always feel like i'm, I'm an old sore i was born at the wrong time because that's the type of music where i feel makes more sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it, it has more meaning yeah no, I'll bounce, I like bouncing around. I think one of the most genius inventions was the Discover Weekly algorithm from Spotify. It's spot on. It knows me more that, better than <laughs> anyone on this planet. It knows me better than it my friends and family. Better than I know myself. Do you think it has to be an algorithm, right? Because it's like there's not someone like they, they didn't hire some guy who's just <laughs> like calls gonna love this. <laughs> yeah, so it just like presses a button. <laughs> It's crazy, like, out of all the algorithms, because, like, you get ads for, like, hey, we saw you watch this. You should, you might enjoy. We, we saw you watch Dark Knight. Well, you'll definitely love this Robert Patterson movie. Like, Buy no. some dude wipes right now. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, the, the algorithm for the Discovery Weekly on Spotify is spot on, man. Spot on. It's insane. So, yeah, that's definitely, like, a comfort music. What about, like, a guilty pleasure music? Like, stuff that you're like, oh, I don't want no people to know that I listen to this, but oh, I love yeah. it. Um, the soundtrack to Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack to Bright. Um, no, I've, I'd say. Let's see. Because I love, like, I love score music. You know what I mean? So I'll listen to like, you know, Randy. But that's not a guilty pleasure. It kind of is because it, it yeah. makes me seem kind of nerdy that I yeah. love like score music from like a film. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I mean I know exactly what you mean. I I was telling you earlier about Batman Forever and Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. That song by Seal, "Kiss from a Rose," is oh, my karaoke wait, that's song. Oh, that's from the Val- that's from Val. <gasps> that's why that movie had such a big impact on me. There's that's so many blowing my movie. mind right now. There used to be a gray and tower alone on the sea. You became the light on the dark side of me. Love remains a drug that's high enough here. But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen? I always thought I associated that one with like maybe the the George Clooney one or possibly the Michael yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah. I never knew that was wow, that changes everything. Exactly. <laughs> I have to go back. You know what? So funny. Jim that's Carrey, probably, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, that's right. Do you Nicole know the scandal Kidman? between Tommy Lee Jones and, and Jim Carrey? They hated each other on they set. They hated yeah. each other. Do I can you, say that. Do you know the story about the restaurant? No. Okay, that? so they were during the filming of the movie, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones were, you know, I guess one of the days that had gone out to dinner and so happened to end up at the same restaurant. And Jim Carrey sees Tommy Lee Jones sitting at a table. He's like, well, I'm going to go say hi to my my co-star. Why not? So goes up to him, all nonchalant, goes says hi to Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones shakes his hand, leans over and says, I despise you. And then, and then that's it. And then he just goes, okay. And then, and then walks to his table, whatever. Tommy Lee Jones is an intense man. Uh, he's Jim Carrey is the opposite. Yeah. What's your favorite Tommy Lee Jones movie? No Country for Old Men. I was ex- going to say the exact same thing. That monologue at the end. Everything about that film. Is know, great. I love. I, Coen Brothers. I love everything. The, the scariest murder for me in, yeah. in all of film Javier history. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. In that movie, yeah. Has... Psychopath has a bowl cut. 
When else have you seen that? Well, that's what they were saying. Like, that is such the, the weirdest look for a villain. But because that's what makes it special. Because it's like, it's just eerie. It's like, why does he look like such a creep? That exactly. scene where he's at the gas station. I, I watched that scene once Phenomenal. Phenomenal. You've been running from it your whole life. <laughs> That's a great of <laughs> your part demic impression. I love I love of your part Great, great. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's another that's another great one. Um, also, that weapon. What? <laughs> what the fuck? It's like a pressurized. Yeah. Like, it's used to like fill up tires. Or something. Like, Who, who's to say? His first victim agreed to stand there while he blows his head <laughs> off. Right here, sir. Is that is that where you want me? Okay. okay what would you consider Tarantino or Coen Brothers? Who would you pick? Ooh, that's tough. I love. I'm both. There's something about like Tarantino is fun and and gritty and exciting, but in the same way, Coen Brothers are. But they're darker and deeper. You know what I mean? Same, like Tarantino's more slapstick. Exactly. And then Coen Brothers go deeper mm-hmm. um, with what's that Oscar Isaac movie that's fucking great. oh Inside, Inside Lou and Davis. Davis. Ami- I saw it uh, a couple Phenomenal. months ago. One of my favorite Great. films. Apparently, that's actually him playing and singing too. I Oscar Isaac. It, yeah. yeah, he's, he's really from talented. Shut out. He is. He's yeah. Puerto Rican, isn't he? No, he's Wait. Cuban, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's Guatemalan. Actually. He's Guatemalan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He grew up here. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, okay, so, so you want you want to recommend maybe one more artist, one more music? type of music genre that you yeah. listen to? What's your go-to? Let me let me hop around. Let me like, sure, man. Talk. Whatever whatever so, comes to mind. I always think that if my favorite artists got in a room. They would be like, "What the fuck are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> what like do your, we have in your common?" Shuffle music, how it makes like Kurt no sense. Cobain and like, I mean, actually, Cardi Kurt B. Cobain and Kendrick would probably go along for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look what happened to Jay Z and Lincoln Park. Yeah. Like they figured it out, <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah, they felt numb. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, take uh, it easy. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dad. Uh, had to do that. Um, there, I would. I love Kendrick and Nirvana. Like I said, Bad Bad Not Good is, I think, a lesser known. Yeah. Do you know Bad Bad Not Good? Yeah, they're like a jazzy type. Yeah. Band, aren't they? Yeah. His last album's amazing. Steve Lacey, I haven't heard of him. So good. What does he do? What does he sing? He was part of this band called The Internet, which is also one of my favorite bands. They're amazing. Uh, He he plays guitar, and he just has his his solo album came out. Damn. That whole album is 10 out of 10 for me. All right, cool. So, um, I know we live in a day and age where sitting down and reading a book is tough. You know, sometimes we stick to our audiobooks. Sometimes we just read the back pamphlets of a shampoo bottle. But if you can recommend any book, what would you recommend? So, the book I read this year, which is now one of my top top books of all time, is uh, it's called The Confederacy of Dunces. Oh, that and sounds fun. It came out in 1980, I think, around there, about 11 years after the author suicided. And the book is, f- it's so fucking hilarious. Really? It's so funny. It's about this guy, this intellectual who lives at home, I think in the 1960s or 70s in Louisiana. And he's always he has all these health problems, or he he says he has all these health problems that prevent him from doing daily tasks like being out, going to the mall, maintaining a job. Mm-hmm. He has one gig pushing a hot dog cart along <laughs> Bur- Bourbon Street. 
It's, this sounds it's like so a, funny. Do you ever watch a movie called What About Bob? No, but I've I've been told to watch that movie. It's great. I, I it's Bill Murray, it. yeah. and he plays like uh, there's a term for that. I always forget like a, a person who's afraid to go out into society. I forget the I forget the name of this it. This guy's funny because he thinks he's just too intelligent for society, <laughs> and and he's that's a, my dad. He's a, <laughs> but he lives at home and he's a he lives like a pig and he's he's just filthy and the mm-hmm. description is is you can imagine. So what's the what's the takeaway from the book? I don't know. I I guess it would be something along the lines of like there's a difference between thinking you're someone and then actually being that person because mm. he thought he was this intellectual that would that could change the world like he was writing political pamphlets and trying to gather a group of of gays together to <laughs> to overturn the government mm. and to rule the world the way that he imagined it which mm. he had a medieval he thought it was outlook. a god exactly yeah. he thought he thought is he this was fiction everyone yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's actually my biography. <laughs> I was like, this could be easily be a nonfiction like story for yeah. sure. I think that's that wraps it up. And it's so, easy. wait, it's called the say it Confederacy again? of Dunces. Who was that written by? John Leguizamo. <laughs> John, I think it's John K. Tool. John K. Tool, I believe. That's, and it's, it was written in the eighties. No, it was written in like 1969, wow. and then yeah, and then it wasn't published until 11 years after his death. That's a good recommendation. I gotta read that. That sounds it, awesome. Whenever I rarely read a book and I'm laughing out loud, and uh, this this was the case. Yeah, so and it's I, just feeding you yeah. everything you need to know, right. or everything exactly. you need to and read. And it was yet. my humor. I'm always attract, weirdly attracted to bumbling fools who can never get anything <laughs> right, like the Kramer types. <laughs> and this guy was like just a, like above everyone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. but you don't realize that you're actually lower than everyone Right, else. yeah. <laughs> yes, when they're completely oblivious yeah, to what's yeah. actually happening. That's, that's so funny, That's what man. I love. Oh, this sounds like a great book. I gotta it check is. this out. I have it. I can borrow it. All right, awesome. That's a great recommendation, man. All right, here's here's my random question. These are just kind of fun questions. Mm-hmm. What would be your unrealistic dream job? Unrealistic dream job. And this could be anything. Okay, yeah. I think I'd like to be like the Columbus of other planets, but without like the... the, the oh, that's the a good savage. one colonizing yeah like not giving everyone smallpox right yeah (laughs) not giving everyone smallpox and and stealing gold and shit yeah space uh explorer a space explorer wow okay cool would you have like a ragtag team of people would you be on your would you be like a han solo just like (laughs) you and like a a, a, yes yeah i need one furry sidekick (laughs) that nobody can understand but i can (laughs) but only you can yeah and like maybe a a droid probably yeah (laughs) really yeah just a Roomba so yeah (laughs) you you know what you would be like a Han Solo just looking look you know helping people going out there discovering planets falling in love with space women always a little bit angry and like "Ah, (laughs) just a bitter about everything (laughs) because you've lost so much money in gambling and and then acting like I understand what my furry creature is saying (laughs) But you actually never do. <laughs> and that's what he's always pissed about. <laughs> that's a great relationship. It would just be subtitles like, you fucking idiot. I'm There's t- no tune on Pluto, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that would be great. A space explorer. Yeah. Yeah. And that reminds me, I would love to go to a bar on another planet that's filled with other species. Like, oh, wouldn't that be great? Star Wars. Dun, 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 that's dun, dun, what dun. also inspired me playing the clarinet. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. They played the clarinet. I, I used the to know how to play that. From the fucking Star Wars. I used to know how to What's play that. What's that bar called? That famous bar. What's it called? I don't know. Oh but my god, we got Jabba a, we... the Hutt. <laughs> no, no, that's different. Wow, you got inspired to play the clarinet because of the scene from. Uh, hold on. It was bar one of the. Uh, it was a present that Star someone Wars. gave me when I was a kid. Yeah, the cantina. That's that's where you got. In, that's where you got inspired to play. The, the clarinet. clarinet, that's yeah, hilarious. Those, yeah. those big, big ass, those big, big bald heads, guys. like stereotypical. They only have aliens. one job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I love that scene when they're when they're moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Whether you do or do not believe in reincarnation, mm. what do you think you were in your past life? Whatever you want. What do you think it, you were? What do you think your shape was? What do you think your mm. your life was? I think I was a grizzly bear on Kodiak Island. That Kodiak just, Island. Yeah. Well, that's where the attacking Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, just messing up those those what's it called those explorers. But no, I think I was just a, a bear that hunted salmon and slept for just, half the year. Just a big ass bear. Myself. Nice. Yeah. Wow, I haven't got a bear yet. 
they have it? Big no. ass, big ass fucking grizzly but these, bear. If you look them up, Kodiak Island is known for having the biggest motherfucking grizzly bears. You've really, ever seen. I've never even heard of Kodiak Island. Yeah, it's it's dangerous to go there because have you ever seen the documentary? I've heard of this documentary with the guy who gets killed by the grizzly bears. Grizzly He's like. Man. Grizzly, yeah, that's, that's crazy, it's, man. It's a mind fuck. But yeah, it's a crazy documentary, man. Like, it's it's a crazy, I think, up close look at the human psyche too. Yeah, like it is. This yeah. guy who just felt, I think it's relevant yeah. today. This guy that doesn't feel part of society. Yeah, exactly. he felt like an outcast. Yeah, and he questioned his, you know, his his moral belonging and and right. his sort of and you know his reason for being here. And he's like, I feel I'm. My true self is out here with the bears yeah. until we found out that no, you just you can't you can't mess with with nature. And nature will fight back. Exactly. I think that's the the takeaway from yeah. the movie. Don't fuck with nature. Damn grizzly. All right, big old fucking grizzly bear. Good for you, dude. That's awesome. I'm ready for it. Throw All right, back. to call. What is your dream? Your ultimate? Your perfect breakfast? My perfect breakfast, huh? Yeah. Build it however you want. I love when you're camping and you're going out in the woods. And you're either on your way to your cabin or you're you drop your stuff off and you see that little corner shop that's called Country Corner or something. Oh, my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. It fits oh like eight people. Oh, my God. And the uh, it's the same. It's just like booths for 40 years. and like old white mugs yep. and like like eggshell exactly. colored mugs. Yep. And the, and the you walk in like, doesn't stop. oh, it's, no, no, no. You want another refill, honey? Yeah. Oh, that is the best bread. Like, just eat pancakes, scrambled eggs. Yep. Wow, whole. like right in the corner, middle of nowhere. Exactly. Oh, you don't even have to describe it. I already know what's happening there. That's 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 my favorite breakfast. That is the... And b- I do... I tried... That's my favorite part about going camping. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's for the leaving breakfast. the campsite and going <laughs> to find this Babe, little this diner. has been great, but let's <laughs> fucking find the first diner on the road. <laughs> Can't wait for a real bathroom, huh? Oh, my God. That is... You know what? I can't agree more to that. That's that is like when you're even when you're like road tripping mm-hmm. and you're just like let's stop at this little rinky dink diner and just get like a stack of pancakes, a shitload of scrambled eggs, uh, a plate of bacon, bacon, a nice hot coffee with yeah. like whatever cream they bring out. Right, and you ask, oh, do you have almond milk? And they laugh in your face. <laughs> no, darling, <laughs> we haven't had almond milk since. <laughs> Fuck never. You you gonna wake up at five a.m. to milk the almonds? <laughs> no, no, darling. But we do have oat milk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is the, literally those breakfasts are spot on every single time, and I I can't agree more to that. Yeah. Yeah, with a big menu and pictures. Oh, for sure, for mm. sure. Or just like a small menu and just be like, don't even bring the menu. Right. Just bring out pancakes. Yeah. Bring out eggs. Bring Not out some. Special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you got. Whatever Rosie's cooking. <laughs> It's got like the bell, like order up, like one of those, uh, anything from a diner and that sort of theme, spot on. Booth. Always oh, booth. a booth. Always a booth. Every great film starts, ends, or has a booth scene. Okay, this version of the show is called This or That. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and you answer one or the other. Mm. Ready? Okay. Okay, sweet or savory? Savory. Whiskey or beer? Whiskey. Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra. Spaghetti, Western, or sci-fi? Mm, sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi. Super speed or super strength? See, I would love super strength because it's fucking cool to hold a building. But super speed, I can be anywhere in seconds. So which one do you pick? So I'm going to go with super speed. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, it's your funeral. <laughs> Old school or new school? Yeah, like what is this in general culture arts? I uh, would say, ju- yeah, just in general, man. Like when it comes to yeah, culture arts, you know, it could be style. Like society is kind of fucked up, old school. Not not like society, not not historically, old school versus <laughs> new school every day. <laughs> like move forward, but um, like just, are you an old soul? Are you a new soul? Do you cater to like new is better, or like do you appreciate the authenticity of certain things? You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I would say old soul, mm-hmm. like, but I at the same time I'm appreciate I'm open, always open to new, new things. New things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good answer. No, I'll take both. How about this, Dwayne? No context. Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi, any day. <laughs> Any day, any, right? I had any to think day. about how lopsided <laughs> <What> is, that <laughs> is. Also, was. the context, it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> zombie apocalypse, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. A, a drink and dinner, Steve Buscemi. Right. Like, <laughs> Narrating my life, Steve yeah. Buscemi. All right, uh, how about this? 
Movie theater or movie night at home? Ooh, um, so I definitely watch more movies at home, but I love movie theaters. So I okay. would say movie theater. Like when if it's a film that I'm very that I'm looking forward to, it has to be movie. Yeah, theater. you want you want the audience yeah. reactions. Unless it's yeah, you the want the Matrix you want the reloaded. fresh popcorn. Yeah. yeah, you want to be you want to be involved with the rest of the people yeah. there. Yeah, as long as my mom's not covering my eyes <laughs> during the, the sex scene. For the sure. Sex scene. All right, uh, front of the class or I'm sitting in the back. It was usually the back for me, but I tend to, to do better in the front. But it was I usually sat in the back. All right, how about this? Early riser or night owl? Mm, early riser. Friends or How I Met Your Mother or Seinfeld. 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 Yeah, you seem like a Seinfeld. When I was younger, I wanted to be Kramer. Like, I wanted to grow up and be Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> Except for all the racist <laughs> shit. <but laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Smart or funny? The thing is, to be funny, I think you got to be smart with it. It's very true. But I think if you're funny, it's because you're usually I, pretty smart. I'm going to go with funny. Because yeah. there's a lot of funny people who are smart, but not a lot of smart people who are funny. Not Absolutely. Only. All right, last one. Indiana Jones or Han Solo? Oh, well, we already talked about this. Uh, <laughs> I get. I mean, you already. You, you're know. gonna have to pick Han Solo because yeah, you want to be a space pick on Solo. That's space my dream job. <laughs> Although they're more or less the same person. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same actor. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's all the random questions, and that is the end of the show. That was a lot of fun. But before we go, this is my last question of the entire episode. Hey, call what is your favorite noise? My favorite noise is when someone is laughing so hard that they can't stop themselves from laughing and they have tears coming down and, and it hurts. It's like a belly it's laugh. Pain. It's a belly laugh. <laughs> but it's like they're asking for help. Like, no, please, stop. <laughs> please, stop. It's like, you can, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> like, it hurts so yeah, bad. Like they when need laughing. Like maneuver or. <laughs> When laughing is so hard that it yeah. hurts, yeah, yeah, and then it's and infectious, it, and it stops the scene wherever it could be a restaurant. <laughs> or, or I love that. Yeah, when someone's laughing so hard that it starts to cause pain. Right. It's like it. It's an out of body experience. Exactly. Yeah. You just yeah. can't stop your yeah. body. Your body is like there's so much endorphins going right. on that it's like no one's ever mad at that. Everyone's like, "Fuck, I wish yeah. that was me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you're also happy that they're having yeah. a good time. Like, this person needed it. <laughs> that's great, yeah. A laugh attack. Yeah, a laugh attack. Oh, that's a good one. Boy, that's, that's, a, that's a great way to end the show. All right, this is my sign-off. I'm going to start a sentence, and I'd like you to finish it for me. Okay, cool. All right, folks, that's the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Conversations from a Room. Have a great day, and... And sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Oh, See that's not cool. <laughs> that's not I'm creepy not at done. all. <laughs> oh, okay. Keep going. We'll be back next week with another edition of Conversations from Maroon. We? You're going to be here again? For <laughs> any, you want to do this again next week? This is becoming a two-man operation. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're going to be discussing all our favorite Val Kilmer films. <laughs> Milos from Ohio. We see you listening. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. As always, make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you have a minute, leave a rating and a review. It always helps to keep the show alive. Or even just spread the word, you know? Advertise the good old-fashioned way. Anything helps. Also, episodes are available to listen to for free on almost every platform where podcasts are enjoyed. If you'd like to get in contact, reach out to me and follow the show on Discord at Conversations from the Room. Or on my Instagram at Christian Lugo. But that's all for now, guys. See you next time here at Conversations from a Room.